the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. This great nation will endure as it has endured. Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. My country cheers me. Sweet land of liberty of the sin. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right Radio on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. Well, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. It's nine minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on a Tuesday morning, the 12th morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord, 2023. We've got a big show for you. As a matter of fact, it's going to start big in about a minute or two. We're going to be joined by Senator J.D. Vance from the great state of Ohio. Senator Vance uh, has been in the news a bit lately because he has been trying to get a jump on uh, you know, the effort to stop Pandemic 2.0, lockdowns, forced masking, and shot mandates going on. He introduced the Freedom to Breathe Act, and just this past Thursday, he uh, tried to pass it via unanimous consent in the Senate, which it absolutely should have, but unfortunately... Um, it was stopped by Democrat Ed Markey. Heed the message from the American people and let's learn the lessons of the past couple of years. Mandatory masking was a failure. It had costs for very little benefits and we shouldn't repeat it. Mr. President, as of in legislative session, I ask unanimous consent that the Senate proceed to the immediate consideration of S-2738, the Freedom to Breathe Act, which is at desk. Further, that the bill be considered read a third time and passed and the motion to reconsider be considered made and laid upon the table with no intervening action or debate. Is there objection? Uh, reserving the right to object. 
Senator from Massachusetts. This bill would undermine the ability of states, of cities, and towns across this country to make decisions about what's best for their communities. That is Senator Ed Markey killing the opportunity to pass it via unanimous consent in a most peculiar way because Democrats, who always believe the federal government knows what's best, always try to legislate from the top down, telling everybody to do what Big Daddy government says, suddenly is now interested in local control. What a, what a novel concept that is. They would do anything to try to stop the American people from having to go through uh, another uh, period of Lord only knows how long this time around of, uh, of face coverings, forced, forced shots, mandated shots, lockdowns, and beyond. Joining, joining me now is the man who introduced the Freedom to Breathe Act and tried to get it through, which it should have been on unanimous, unanimous consent, is Senator J.D. Vance. Senator, good morning. Good to have you back. How are you, sir? Hey, Bob. I'm good. How are you? Good. I was disappointed, but not surprised. Um, I would imagine you felt the same way. What What is your reaction to the Democrats uh, killing that bill, and particularly by trying to argue that they believe in local control and letting local uh, health departments and doctors and hospitals and jurisdictions figure out whether or not they should strap cloths to people's face for no good reason? Well, let me say a couple of things. First of all, Bob, it's really not about local control at all. My, my legislation is very specifically targeted at the federal mandates, not because I, I think that the state of Ohio should reimpose face coverings, but because I wanted to make a narrowly tailored law that I thought Democrats should reasonably be able to get on board with. Second is, look, the, the, the core argument that these guys are trying to make is no one's trying to bring back mask mandates, and yet we're going to fight every effort to prevent the reimposition of mask mandates. That doesn't make any sense. You can't say on the one hand, we don't want mask mandates, and on the other hand, we're going to block your effort to try to stop those mandates. It, it, it just is pointless. And look, the, 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 the argument that we made when we sort of had this idea was, look, maybe we get a good, good piece of legislation actually through the United States Senate, which of course is hard in Chuck Schumer's U.S. Senate. Maybe the Democrats really are when they say publicly over COVID, maybe they will actually sign on. But at the very least, we're going to make them wear the political consequences of fighting to reimpose mask mandates. And I really think that's that's what this is. Everybody has seen laid bare the Democrats had an opportunity to stop the mask mandate. They fought against it instead of instead of fighting the mask mandates. They fought my effort uh, to stop them. So I, I think that's a very, very important thing for the American people to take away. That While all of us have learned the lessons of COVID, I was wrong about things. I didn't get it everything right. No one got everything right, but we certainly can't live in a country where our leaders refuse to learn the lessons of the last couple of years. That's exactly what the Democrats are proposing. Yeah, and and I I concur with that, uh, Senator Vance. And, and but the point that I'm at, and I certainly didn't mean to imply that your bill was uh, your proposal was to somehow take local control at all. It's just that the, his argument, Markey's argument, was saying that now the local doctors and so forth are not going to be able to make decisions that are right for their communities and so forth. Yours was a very reasonable, sensible, and scientifically supported bill and proposal, and that's the point here. Uh, Doctor Fauci was just on with Smirkanish. You probably saw this. Senator uh, Paul retweeted this uh, uh, a little bit ago. He was on with the Smirconish, and Smirconish laid out all of those um, uh, studies, the the most comprehensive studies on masking that has ever been done, that have ever been done. And, um, and, and Dr. Fauci said, well, there are a couple of other studies that show that masks work on an individual basis. That's just flat out ignoring the science from the highest paid uh, uh, federal employee in the country. 
That's exactly right, Bob. And, and to get into the weeds a little bit here, I've tried to understand this stuff as well as I can. The highest quality scientific data is, is what's called a randomized control study. It, it's where you actually try to understand and isolate the effect of masking versus not masking. If you just sort of do what's called an observational study, you actually don't capture the real details about what's going on on the ground, which is why these randomized studies are considered the scientific gold standard. According to those gold standard studies, masks simply don't work. Now, I understand the argument. I mean, look, you know, I, I can understand how it would be intuitive for somebody to think that a respiratory virus could be stopped by a mask. That's clearly false. It's like stopping a mosquito with a chain link fence. But I, I at least understand where they're coming from. But the science is clear and settled at this point that when you impose mask mandates on a society as a whole, you don't see any improvements on COVID. Now, it's not just that you don't see any improvements. It's not just that it's this stupid public health theater. It's that you also impose costs. It makes certain uh, causes some difficulty breathing for certain people, especially those who are asthmatic or have a heart condition. It also, importantly, Bob, delays speech development among our children. You know, I'm the father of three kids under the age of seven. So it's, it's not just useless, it also has costs. And the Democrats' refusal to acknowledge those costs is at the core, I think, of their anti-scientific argument. So glad to hear you point that uh, point out the, the problems with masks. Not only are they not effective at what their job is supposed to be, according to what we're told, which is stopping a respiratory virus, they cause harm. And, they, and it's more than just speech development as well. Socio-emotional learning is developed when kids cannot see their teachers' faces and their friends' faces. There are all kinds of psychological ramifications, too. So you had the right plan, obviously, and now, of course, they killed it. Any chance of revival, any other, any other thing that can be done from the federal level to to try to make sure that we aren't subjected to this again? Yeah, I actually think so, Bob. So there are two real pathways to try to get something like this passed. Uh, we're going to take another shot at it. Um, we, we may change it a little bit. Maybe we, we may sort of try to narrowly tailor it towards the Department of Transportation, for example. Uh, but we're not going to stop this fight. I mean, the, the thing that I, I think a lot of your listeners, certainly a lot of my friends are starting to notice, is that, you know, respiratory viruses tend to have an uptick in the fall. And there is this weird way in which COVID hysteria seems to be coming back. We're at the early phases of it. We're not yet in full-blown summer of 2020. But there's just something weird that I'm picking up on. And we're going to try to highlight that as much as possible, fight back against it with good public policy. Because, again, this is really about learning the mistakes of the past. Look, I don't like Anthony Fauci, but I, I I don't feel the need to call out Anthony Fauci every single day and say that he was wrong, even though he was. What I really want from Dr. Fauci is to stop doing the stupid things in 2023 that he did in 2021. Learn the mistakes of the past. We'll lay off of him and all the other public health tyrants. I agree with that. I, I, it's just not about casting blame from before, but it is about stop it now. And he's continuing to double down on those things. Now, as far as that little kind of feeling you have, that hint that it's coming back and so forth and they want to do certain things, here's 20 seconds that justify the feeling you have, Senator Vance. We do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. 
That's not even 20 seconds. I'll stop it there at 11 seconds. The president is already stoking the fear. He is already telling everybody, get ready. There is another pandemic coming. Not just we might see an uptick in cases of COVID respiratory viruses. By the way, a subvariant of Omicron that is considered to be so much weaker and so much more like the common cold, according to what a lot of medical professionals have already said. But he's using that to say another pandemic is coming and we need more money to fight it. Money to fight it how? Senator Vance? Well, this is the authoritarian playbook, Bob. What they do is they create fear in the population, and then they use that fear to justify certain procedures, certain processes, and certain uh, certain ways in which they take away American liberty. Uh, we've seen this playbook, of course, many times over our history, but certainly over the last couple of years. Th- this is exactly why you and me and so many others have to call this stuff out. Um, what, what I really worry about, Bob, is if, if you think about the election of 2020, the way in which the Democrats massively expanded mail-in balloting during that election, uh, what, what I, I am concerned about is that if we re-enter pandemic hysteria mode, where people sort of turn off their thoughtful, the thoughtful parts of their brain, they're going to allow a whole host of regulatory and ballot harvesting measures in 2024 that are going to deprive us of our liberties, but also going to make it hard to have a real election in 24. So we need to be awake to this stuff, because the last time this happened, most of us, and I'm ashamed to admit it, Bob, most of us were just like, okay, well, this is like a new thing. We haven't seen it before, so we're going to let this play out. But we can't let them use the next spike in respiratory viruses to, say, justify massively changing how we run the 2024 election. Uh, That's what I'm most concerned about, because, look, uh, public health tyrants are going to do what they do, So long as we have free and fair elections in this country, we can push back against it. But that's the big question, and that's what I'm most concerned about right now. Senator Vance pivoting to uh, 9-11 yesterday, the 22nd anniversary of the most horrific terrorist attack in the history of the country. On that day, President Biden agreed to pay $6 billion in ransom money for Americans being held hostage in the world state uh, leading state sponsor of terrorism. Any thoughts on that, sir? Well, it's just shocking and disgraceful and also tone deaf, Bob. I mean, I disagree with the policy here. I think that we should have learned over again, talk about learning the mistakes of the past. We should learn from the past 10 years that bribing the the Iranians actually just enhances their power. It doesn't make them less likely to pursue a nuclear weapon. So it's disgraceful policy. But I also just, you know, who is in charge of branding at the White House? Like if you're going to do this stupid policy, why do it as a slap in the face to the victims of 9-11 on the 22nd anniversary of the worst attack on our, on our soil? It's just I, there are many different layers at which I don't understand it. Uh, but even if you accept the policy is dumb and you disagree with it, I can't imagine why they rolled it out the way they did. Yeah, that's a great question. And as long as we're talking about slaps in the face of families and uh, and, and victims from 9-11, uh, I'm going to get one more question in here, courtesy of the Vice President of the United States. Not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. You, you mentioned the words tone deaf a moment ago. Uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, I, you could, you know, where I'm going with this. Go ahead. Look, Bob, I, I just have to laugh at that. Uh, th- there really are people, I think, in the world who think that January the sixth was as bad as 9/11 or as Pearl Harbor, which is December seventh, nineteen forty-one. 
Um, I, I I don't know any of those people in real life. I suspect that they should they should get off Twitter, turn off NBC, MSNBC, and actually try to live for a few days in the real world. Uh, there is nothing to say about it other than that idea that January the 6th is comparable to 9-11 deserves to be laughed at and mocked. And I think that's how we win the battle against the crazies, Bob, is I'm sick of defending it. I'm sick of trying to explain myself. When somebody says something so preposterous, I'm just going to laugh at it, and I encourage everybody else to do the same. Yeah, I want her to walk into a room filled with 9-11 family members, survivors of, of, of uh, you know, heroes who died in those towers trying to save people or people who worked in those towers or people who jumped from those towers and tell them that the January 6th uh, riot was, was the same thing. I would love to see yep. her, her make that statement to them. Senator Vance, uh, keep up the good work. Don't, don't give up the fight on the mask situation. We are counting on the ability to breathe freely. Exactly what your proposal was called. Keep up that fight, and thank you so much for the time. Thanks, Bob. Take care. You got it. That's Senator J.D. Vance. I'm, I'm so disgusted by the Democrats and their, their ridiculous arguments about how and why um, you know, they had to kill that bill. They had to kill that um, uh, unanimous consent, the opportunity to pass that via unanimous, unanimous consent. This is more of what Ed Markey said. Would silence and hamstring public health experts who have guided our nation out of the darkest days of a pandemic that has killed 1,139,000 people. That's a lie. An absolutely provable lie. But repeat it, would you? In our country in three years. Let me repeat that. This disease has killed 1,139,000 people already. You're a liar. Absolute, abject liar. People died with COVID, not from COVID, in an extraordinary amount of those cases. We are done being played by you. We are done listening to your lies. And guess what? Even if you weren't lying, even if 1,139,000 people did die from the actual respiratory virus, which did not happen, but even if you were right and it did, the masks don't stop the spread of it. It is not debatable. It is not changeable. It is simply proven. They do not work. So why the hell would you obstruct here the opportunity to tell people, no, you don't have to go through the virtue signaling of wearing those diapers on your faces again when science has proven since this all started in 2020 with massive randomized controlled trials proven that these masks do not work. Now we'll take our time out. It's 925, Always Right Radio, on AM 1420, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.